Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19? I'm sorry. Where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? <laughs> they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain, comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City, part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big football show. Glad to have you all back with us and from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, Southern California. And tonight we've got a full house with us. Uh, we have Ron back on the program joining us uh, on the air. So it's great to see him back in the mix. And uh, we're going to try to get, keep it going with the football picks. Wasn't the greatest of weeks for us as a panel, but we're, we're, we'll try to do better this time around. But uh, a lot of action to talk about here as we start the program tonight. And uh, I, I thank you for, for joining us a little later than normal t- this evening. You know, it's it's been it's been a day. And I will tell you, it's... Uh, I think... Uh, ooh, uh, and But uh, I, I, I cobbled it all together and we're ready to go. So this should be really fun. Let's not waste any more time. I mean, I could do some nice stuff, some setup and everything else. But honestly... I just want to get to get to talking about these games. You got your top twenty-five. You've got the college football playoff. Cincinnati still in the mix. You've got Oregon. You know, still somehow, still, still not losing a game after 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 a while. Even though they've been playing like crap basically for a lot of this time, and kind of the same scenario with the Chiefs. Like I just could not believe they lost. I'm sorry that they won against the Raiders. I mean, they killed them too. So much to discuss as we continue our journey into football, both college and pro. We're getting down to the end. So uh, it's do or dead time for a lot of people throughout both sports. Let's hit it. All right. Football picks. Oh, football picks week number 12. And uh, I'm ready to do this. Let's go back and, and give you what happened last week here in, in, uh, in, the, in the sports, in, in, in our projections and in our picks. So here's what happened last week. There you go. John holding static at two and two. Andy was two and two as well. And I was, I think I was one. I actually think I was one. I guess I was one and three. Uh, I, I thought it was, oh, oh, I couldn't have been one. I thought it was, oh, one and, oh, one and, oh, two and one because, or oh, three and one because I don't think the Washington State game was a, cover that was actually a push so i should i should correct that ron was 0-4 dan tullis went one and three in the stand in his picks unfortunately uh but here are the standings after 11 weeks and you can see i did reflect the proper result from last week in this final standings john is 25 and 17 he's in first place i am 20 21 and one and the one is again that washington state game from last weekend so i'm in second place Ron is in third place at 19-22 and 1, despite the 0-4 week, which means there's plenty of time to rebound. And Andy is 17 and 23, which, although it's last place, it's only only four games under 500. <laughs> oh, Andy, I applauded you down. I'm sorry. Um, I was seven, I was 17 and 21 last week, so you didn't give me the two wins. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's all good. That's I, mean, uh, I, I, I guess that it's. I have you. I'm fun housing you. 
No, we're I deserve auditing. it. I just we're auditing this whole week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you had you had Washington State getting 14. Yeah. You, I had you as 0 and 4. Not that it matters, but 0 and 4. But I did. But it, didn't they push? I I I had Washington State in real life, and I I lost the bookie. Didn't they lose by 21? Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh God. It was close for a half. Yeah. All right. It's been a day. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I, that could not have Never gone. Mind. That segment oh, could not. I bet it's 38. Yeah, it was a push. 38-24. Oh, okay, okay. So that, I did get that right. Okay. Fair oh, well. on Saturday night it was 13. That's why I lost because the game it ended up being Washington State plus 13. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It was. I. It was 13 uh, by the time you got the kickoff, but. Uh, so I got a little lucky with the odds there because I picked it earlier. Um, but either way, it wasn't it wasn't a good week? I guess it's the point. Like I, it was it was not a good week for me. So um, let me uh, say hello to Andy in Seattle. Andy, Andy, good to see you again. How's it going tonight? I'm actually uh, I'm using my work computer for this. So I hope five years from now I don't get in trouble. For- <laughs> and, uh- <laughs> And uh, Mike's retired. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was topic on the board today: using your work computer for non-work related things. Oh boy, that's wild and crazy. Listen, I, I, I mean, I, I think that I, I'm glad that they're talking about that and not like medical stuff. So let's let's just leave it at that. Let's say hello also to uh, John in Connecticut. Welcome back. How's it going tonight? What's going on, Dave? Good to be back. Um, yeah, if Andy's auditing, did Dave get my record right? I don't know if you're keeping <laughs> track of everything. <laughs> I think he did. I, I went two and two, so I think that was right. But, yeah, that's uh, what I have down, yeah. Yeah, well, good to be back, and uh should be a interesting show to get through all these games that happened over the weekend and, and coming up, so good to see everyone. Yeah, likewise, John. Thank you very much for joining us again. And coming back to the program, let's say hello to Ron in New Jersey. Ron, welcome back. What's new with you? Look who's back in town. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a quick funny story about uh you know how Andy with the the work computer. I actually tried to do our um our uh, football podcast one time on my work computer. Oh no! I got a message like halfway through that uh that uh I forget what it said, but it basically shut my computer down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe they're onto something. I don't know. Oh my god, that's a strict uh, security your computer yeah. has. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, they probably uh, they probably picked up on something about betting against the spread or something like that. Shut it down. Filters. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so good to have you all back, everybody. Um, I miss you guys. And uh, so, so let's let's do this. Let's do it again, and let's let's recap what happened in, in football last week. And Andy, I'm going to give you the first word on this because it was just crazy. I called it bounce back week for I called it bounce back week for everybody because all the teams that lost last week won the next week except for a couple of exceptions. And the biggest exception was the fucking Raiders who really destroyed my card. So so kudos to them, I guess. I'm saying I'm being sarcastic, of course, but but Andy, certainly a lot of bounce backs for a lot of teams in the NFL. And um, there's a lot to talk about there. So uh, what would you think of last week's action, Andy? Yeah. Um, usually I like filling in because the other guys actually have good stuff to say. And I just kind of do a clown job. But I'll, I'll 
I'll throw the first pitch. The first thing that I heard is every team, so Tucson, every team that did not cover the previous week that played a team that did cover ended up covering. That's so, correct. Yeah. It might have been you that said, I don't know, the Barstool guys were talking about. So that if you're going to try that theory, you would take Atlanta tomorrow because the Patriots covered against the Browns. The Falcons did not cover against the Cowboys. That means you got to take Atlanta tomorrow to see if that theory is going to carry on. But the other thing that did pan out was the overtime, the Thursday night overtime scenario. So last week was the Dolphins. Uh, they, they actually won outright. They played Baltimore. Now Baltimore played the overtime game against uh, who they play? They, the, the, the Colts. Uh, I'm sorry. The Ra- the Ravens played the Vikings in overtime two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then played on short rest on Thursday night and did not cover. So, I mean, that was a strange game in itself because you know we 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 know Miami's shortcomings. They, I mean, they play hard for Flores. Flores makes some weird challenges, but for whatever reason, the Ravens just could not get clicking the Ravens this year, as John has mentioned, they, they do start slow, but usually by the second half, they're able to, you know, get their equilibrium and they should have been able to put the uh, dolphins away. They did not. So, you know, those money line parlays with the likes of, you know, Pittsburgh and Dallas and Baltimore, if you had Baltimore, you were, you were dead. Um, the Browns Patriots game. I'll just speak on that real quick. Obviously the Browns looked really good on that first play uh first drive all the you know the scripted 10 play 15 play drive but after that you know to sound smart mac jones is on schedule sorry tell us he's everything he's doing right now he's on schedule they're expanding the playbook for him they're i don't know enough about mac jones but i think it's just more of like the afc is just so wide open now there's a lot of teams that have three losses a lot of five and three, six and three teams. Dave, that Steeler tie is going to be so haunting because their schedule gets really tough. And now that tie might be the difference between eight and nine wins with our little stupid eight and a half prop bet. That's, uh. that's really haunting. Uh, the Broncos came back to earth. I mean, I wish I saw that come in, but uh, the Eagles kind of had their way with Denver uh, the Chargers, we can talk about the Chargers, what, what's going on with the Chargers. I actually had the Vikings, um, as Yachts can attest. Congrats. Sorry about that, Yachts. But uh, the, 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 the Chargers defense, they have a Achilles heel. It's their running defense. And, you know, Minnesota was able to exploit that. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden now, L.A. Chargers are they're kind of kind of fighting it. But lo and behold they get to play uh ben Roethlisberger i was gonna say like who are they like that's who they're playing <laughs> yeah we can talk about uh i'll let john kind of talk about the meat and potatoes more about that seahawk packer game but i would just say um just a lot of rust for this uh, russell wilson made decisions that you rarely ever see him make and you know just you know it was cold and just really uh seattle's like environment to win that type of game we can say kansas city's back i don't know if they're back but you know our eyes just get so used to watching that offense perform and the market obviously was just like people are still going to beat the uh, people are still going to bet the chiefs results be damned we're, we're still going to 
have the lines the way they are because people were still betting the Chiefs. And it finally paid off for the those desperate people, present company included, that actually took the Chiefs and got to see, you know, a, not a complete game by them, but as as complete a game as we've seen from them all year long. Uh, surprising game with the Washington football team and the Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady threw a couple interceptions in the beginning in the, of the game. When you thought Tampa was going to come back, they got it to within three, and then Washington went on, like, I think it was like a 20-play, 10-minute drive. They converted two fourth downs, three third downs, and they basically didn't get the ball back until it was a 10-point game and 40 seconds left. So good job by Washington football team. Uh, great job by John in, in instilling faith in taking the Saints. I piggybacked that. It didn't look good for a while. Uh, and you can actually say that the Titans were actually lucky to win that game. There was a big penalty called on the Saints defense on a very questionable, you know, roughing the passer penalty on Tannehill that basically gave the Titans seven points in, in, instead of three or whatever it was. But kudos for the Saints to come back, you know, injuries be damned. Uh, I don't want to complain about the Falcons. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood, but that was a terrible job out of Matt Ryan. And let's just see what else here. Um, obviously the bills got their equilibrium back. Uh, the Panthers, that was a, that was a surprising game. You know, I know Arizona, they're due for like a clunker, but to, to see it in that fashion was kind of surprising, especially the personnel issues that Carolina had. It's not like they were 100% themselves. So everyone loves Matt Rule again. And um, the Monday night game, I'll, I want to say I called it. I did call it, but by the game time, I ended up taking the Rams. Ooh. So I Shanahan owns McVay, but I still took the the Rams on Monday night. Oh, and wow. Shanahan owns McVay. That was a... A lot of the people that like are Stafford doubters are now can like pound their chest because yeah. Stafford hasn't really looked good for the last month or so. And um, as Doggy would say, the Rams might be messing around with the karma gods doing, you know, trying to get everybody trying to win it all. And, you know, Robert Woods <clears throat> getting hurt right after they get Beckham. It's yeah, it's a sign of, you know, some mysterious mojo above SoFi these days. So we'll see. We're getting into like very much the throes of the regular season now. The weather is changing. The days are getting shorter. And it's uh, we got a lot of football left in the NFL, at least. Even more so this year because you've got that extra game for everybody. So interesting spot. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to make a quick comment on the on the Niners Rams game specifically before I go to John. I'll tell you what, and I, you know, because I have a lot of friends who are 49er fans and I have friends who are Rams fans. Man, the 49ers fans were really pounding their chests and they were doing an awful lot of smack, a lot of awful lot of trash talking for a team that hadn't won a home game in almost two years. I mean, guys, can you calm down a little bit? Because for all we know, they could go out and they could lose to Jacksonville the week after. Like, I, I don't really see. I, that was kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. So anyway, let's go to John. Let's get your recap of last week's action as well. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend. Um, not as much drama as some weekends that we've had uh, in terms of like the Red Zone channel and whatnot. Um, but 
Yeah, that Green Bay-Seattle game was interesting. Both quarterbacks coming back off of, uh, well, from various uh, reasons. Obviously, Russell with his um, hand injury and then Rodgers getting COVID and coming back. And they both were rusty. I mean, Rodgers threw one of the worst red zone interceptions I think I've ever seen him throw. There was just no need to for that in that spot, just take the sack and get the field goal. Um, but really, you know, they pretty much dominated the game. They Yards were two to one. Um, they just missed a lot of opportunities. Crosby missed another field goal. I mean, he's starting to worry me. I mean, usually he's very, very clutch. I mean, he had that game winner, obviously, earlier in the year against the 49ers. Um, but, you know, he had that disaster of a game against the Bengals. And we may need him to make a big kick here in the postseason. And it's going to be it's going to be scary to send him out there. But, um, you know, another thing in the game was Aaron Jones getting hurt. Luckily, it's only going to be a week or two injury. Good thing they drafted A.J. Dillon. That guy just looks like a, a load to tackle. I mean, just, you know, let, let's see some. Let's see him in the playoffs when it's like 10 degrees and snowing at Lambeau. Let's see who can tackle him. Um, Rashawn Gary got hurt. He's one of their best pass rushers, but I think he's going to try to play. So, really, the, the Packers are doing all of this with just they're missing most of their defensive players. And I completely apologize to Joe Barry, who I just – called incompetent and didn't know what he was doing at the beginning of the season. Clearly the players were just kind of adjusting to his scheme because their defense has played amazing the last uh, month or so, you know, holding Murray and then Mahomes and now Russell Wilson in check. And they're doing it without their best players. Jair Alexander is not playing right now, nor is Zadarius Smith. And now Gary, if he's out, he's like, I would say he's their third best defensive player. Uh, although, like I said, it sounds like he's going to play. So, um, very very they're a complete team at the moment so that's great to see like in the past like they would lose that game you know 27 to 17 because their defense couldn't hold up the end of the deal but uh now their defense is playing well and that's really um that's really a good sign and uh definitely a tricky game this week at minnesota um i think everyone will probably be on packers minus two and a half which is kind of scary when you have one one uh huge public side like that but um sometimes you know it ends up ends up winning and uh packers again with a huge game the following week against the rams obviously we'll get get to that when we get to it but big two weeks coming up for them in terms of the other action from the day yeah very disappointed in the raiders that was one of my better picks i thought from last week but i don't know i i think maybe this could be more so the start of the raiders like falling apart due to all the turmoil that they've had lately versus the Chiefs being back. I mean, kind of time will tell on that in, a, in the next few games. Um, I was reading that the Raiders, they play the same defensive coverage no matter what. Uh, and I guess Gus Bradley is their defensive coordinator, and he, he does the same coverage every time. Like He doesn't play like that cover two shell that's been giving Mahomes so many problems where, you know, you put the safeties back and you force them to kind of dink and dunk or run the ball down the field, and the Raiders don't do that. And here you see Tyreek Hill streaking down the field multiple times. So um, we'll see what Dallas can do this weekend if, if they're going to employ that defensive strategy and if Mahomes struggles again. But for one week anyway, uh, the Chiefs were the Chiefs. Um, let me mention, I guess, some of the early games. Yeah, the, that tie between the Lions and the Steelers, that was pretty ugly. Um, and honestly, like when Ben got, got ruled out and the, the spread dropped like three points, I was like, oh, shit, like, is there really much of a difference at this point between Ben and Mason Rudolph? Like you missed all the value. At least I thought anyway, the Lions still ended up covering if you, you took them with the points, but uh, man, that was a, that was a brutal game. Um, yeah. The, the 
football team gets the big upset over the Bucks. That was pretty surprising, especially with Tampa coming off a bye. Um, you know, Tampa, they hate, never thought I'd say this, but they miss Antonio Brown. I mean, their offense was pretty, pretty dull without him. Brady had a couple bad interceptions. Um, yeah, the Falcons, just a complete, utter disgrace. Three points against Dallas. But again, like the NFL is so crazy. Like I agree with Andy. Like I'm probably going to have to bet the Falcons tomorrow, and I don't want to, but I'm probably going to have to do it just because of the way these things have been going. Um, he he documented that, that Titans game where um, the Titans really won because of that horrible roughing the passer call that led to a touchdown. Uh, the Colts were up twenty to nothing basically in the first quarter and still couldn't cover, which was a disgrace against the hapless Jags. So who knows with that team? Um, yeah, and he pretty much covered the rest of the games. I won't ramble on about each of them. But in terms of, like, the, the drama uh, on Sunday, there really wasn't much of it. But, hey, you know what? You can't get 18 winning weeks. So we'll take it for what it is. In terms of the betting, I hope everyone everyone did well. And uh, we'll move on to this week. <clears throat> Love the sentiments, John. I think I did okay. Like, I, I think I should have read the idea that teams were going to bounce back better, though I didn't do a good enough job of that. Like, for example... Um, although it's hysterical because I'm like, oh, all these teams are winning their games that have come off a loss. Let's go do the Raiders. Fucking Raiders are like the one team that didn't actually cover their spread. They got tr- they got absolutely trashed. So that was just a disgrace. Um, but let's go back to Ron. Let's get your thoughts on last week's action as well. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess I'd like to opine a little bit and just because uh, I haven't been around, um, you know, for these shows. So uh, basically, you know, my overall theme for football and not just uh, the NFL for, for college football too. Uh, it just seems like, you know, and obviously it's, it's represented in our, our numbers, you know, for the bets on the show, but uh, it's like 90% of the teams in football this year are either, you know, somewhere between a game under 500 and a game over 500. And it just makes it impossible to, um, you know, to, to get an edge and bet these games, because I mean, you just see crazy shit every week. Um, you know, there's no guarantees anymore. They're really, it's like, everybody's got a, a level playing field and you see that, uh, you know, especially, especially came out this past week. Cause you, you had, uh, you know, the friggin' dolphins, uh, really, I mean, dominated the Ravens, uh, and, and if, if you paid attention to the Dolphins at all this year, I mean, um, you know, they've been as bad as, as it gets. And, and to start the week off like that, you knew it was just going to get a little crazy. Um, and then you, you had results like, uh, you know, the tie in Detroit and Pittsburgh. Uh, you had Washington beating Tampa Bay, which, you know, is crazy to think about. Uh, Brady looked awful in the first half. Um, you had the Monday night game that the Rams barely showing up against the 49ers, 49ers dominating them. The chiefs blowing the doors off the Raiders. I mean, it's just, uh, there's no guarantees this year. There really isn't. And, and, you know, it's so cliche, but it really is like the truth that any team uh, can win any Sunday. And it's like, Except you're the if you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, you're not going <laughs> to. I figured that was coming. Any other team, any other team can win. Uh, and the the, Pan, the the Panthers, you know, I I know that the Cardinals were missing Hopkins and Murray, but the, the Panthers blew them out. Even the Vikings beating the Chargers. I mean, these teams are all like, I I I, I look at the standings, and I mean, every fucking team is like, uh, 
you know, five and five, six and four, four and six. It's so hard to distinguish between like, uh, you know, the majority of, uh, of the NFL. Um, I, I guess it, it makes it interesting come playoff time uh, because really nobody's, you know, except for like the Jets, Jaguars and Lions, nobody's ever uh, is going to be out, especially with the 17th game. But man, it's, it just makes it extra hard to, to pick these games. That it does. And I just think it's hard. Yeah, you're right. It's And I think, as you said, it's been a struggle for everybody, really. You know, we've had our moments. But, like, for example, when like when the Cowboys were trashed by Denver, I was like, I was all over that. I was like, oh, yeah, Denver's totally – they could totally win that game. But then the same week it was like, I didn't think the Giants were going to beat the Raiders. I didn't think uh, – I didn't think Cincinnati was going to get destroyed by by the – Browns, but then you look at the same exact team, the Browns, they go out to New England and they were never in the game. So just to your point, it's like, I don't think, any, it's almost as if nobody's is anybody good in the NFL? It's like kind of a cliche, but I don't know. So, let's go to the picks yep. then. You know, it's, it's I hear you, it's it's tough to, it's tough to make a call when it, when you have that in, in, uh, in the sport. But, uh, but anyway, let's get to the picks and we've got a lot to talk about. So John, you're you had the best of our record and by way of the tiebreaker last week at two and two. So, John, when you're ready, we're ready to get your get started with your picks for NFL Week Number Eleven. All right, Dave. So uh, the uh, fading Tennessee was good to us last week, so we're going to go there again. Ugly, but um, we're going to do it. Houston <laughs> Texans plus ten. I did see some ten and a halfs on some books yesterday, but those have since gone unfortunately i would like that hook but we'll still take it at 10. um we kind of talked about it before tennessee was very lucky to win the game um they were pretty much outgained, out yard for play whatever you wanted like statistically they lost the box score um the difference was they they forced a, a key turnover that led to a, some points and then also that horrible um penalty that was called roughing the passer against the saints which led to a uh, Titans touchdown, which should have been an interception, and that was really the difference in the game. Obviously, the Saints ended up coming back to cover uh, miraculously, kind of give us some justice there at the end. Um, but in any event, this Titans team still has not been very impressive the last few weeks uh, in terms of just the actual um, game control, as you would say. Uh, without um, Derrick Henry, their offense really hasn't done much of anything. Now, that could change this week, obviously, against a pretty rotten Houston team, but again, we've talked about this, you know, recently. Like, when's going to be the letdown game for this team? They've just played five just incredibly intense games in a row. They played uh, the the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Rams, and now the Saints. And like, when when's there going to be a letdown? I know this is a division game, but you know, it's got to come at some point here. And um, like I said, they really haven't been dominating these games. I think Houston can kind of hang around. Uh, Taylor was just awful against Miami his first game back but that was two weeks ago they had a bye um I think he's he's pretty capable as we saw in the beginning of the season I mean they they beat the Jags and then they were like right there with the Browns when he was in so um, obviously if Davis Mills was playing I would not be taking this pick so this is dependent on Tyrod Taylor playing but I think he can keep this game close um against a kind of hopefully maybe a flat Titans team in this in this spot so we'll go Houston plus 10 for game number one and then game two, we will go with another dog. We're going to take the Colts plus seven in Buffalo uh, against the Bills. Now, I know I just kind of trashed the Colts for how they just kind of slept walk through the game after uh, 
you know, their first quarter against the Jags, but really they might've just been kind of looking ahead to this, this game uh, once they got up big like that and they knew they weren't really in danger of losing. I don't know. Um, but I mean, the Colts have been, they've been in every game this year, uh, their running game, uh, Taylor's becoming one of the better backs in the NFL. Um, if you remember these two teams played in the wild card game last year, and it's pretty much the same two teams. I mean, the only difference here is Wentz replaced Rivers. I mean, it's kind of a wash, I guess you could say. Um, I just think this is going to be a close defensive battle of Bills offense. I mean, yeah, they put up 45 on the Jets, but who would it? Um, like in games against real teams, they their offense really is kind of struggled. I mean, they just put up nine in Jacksonville two weeks ago. So, you know, I'm not saying the Bills offense has been like completely cured after one game against the Jets. I just think this is a few too many points. We'll take the value with the Colts to keep this one close. So we're going to take two AFC South road dogs. So this should be interesting. We'll take Houston plus 10 and Indianapolis plus seven are your picks for NFL week number 11. Thanks for those picks, John. And thank you for the picks. Uh, oh, you were the first with the picks. Thanks very much for those. And good luck, of course. Very interesting. Very, uh, very good value play. Like I, I like where you're going with those. That's pretty good. I'm I'm following some intense drama in um. It looks like it's in Muncie, Indiana. Yeah. So since CMU versus Ball State, the over under is 57, and it's sitting at 54. With 10 minutes left, but this weather is nasty. I'm keeping an eyeball on that. We're gonna see if that one. I have the under in the game. We'll see if it holds on somehow. But uh, and then Dave, Northern Illinois Buffalo is 24-24 in the fourth right now. Like Buffalo just got two touchdowns, so that one's coming right down to the Ooh. end too. So that's some good action. Another night from action. I love it. All right, let's see who's next in our queue. Uh, we have, I think it's Andy in Seattle. So Andy, when you're ready, we're ready for your Week 11 NFL picks. Thanks, Dave. I'll be quick here. Um, game number one, we're, we're going to take KC Chiefs minus two and a half against the Cowboys. Uh, KC's back. Nice. <laughs> the, the Chiefs are back, man. No, uh, this is... <laughs> I don't really have much of a... I don't have much of like a... This is why I'm taking the pick. But if I had to, it's... Yeah, this is maybe the first time the Chiefs have... Has had any sort of momentum. And maybe they could carry it for two weeks in a row and i'm just picking against dallas because uh i don't know going into the going into the season dallas like the the book on dallas was great offense suspect defense but that narrative's kind of changed like the dallas defense is actually pretty good and obviously their offense is really good because Dak is probably a top 10 quarterback. Uh, Elliot, I don't really like Elliot, but Elliot's a really good running back and they have a ton of receivers. But again, this is a Buck and Aikman game. If the Chiefs want to be, you know, I mean, people take them seriously because you close your, our eyes are just so used to them being proficient efficient sexy all that and then some that we want to see it again and i'm not saying it's going to happen but i'm betting with my wallet and my this little contest that is going to happen so <laughs> casey minus two and a half all right. and then i was going to take the chargers i probably still will but i'm going to pivot dave and it, i'm 
why am I pivoting? Just because what Ron was saying, how like, if you're three and six, you're in the hunt, especially in the NFC when they do like the graphics and God help me, but I'm, I'm going to take, I'm taking the bears. Okay. I'm taking the bears. Oh, Romo game, Dave. I hope you have respect for them. You know, the, the, the top NFL game this week on that PowerPoint slide. It's the Nansen Romo game. Is it really? Chicago. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to take them. I think it's four and a half. I don't have Vegas inside in front of me, but Whatever it is, I think the Ravens are giving four and a half at Chicago. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears because um, I have Justin Fields on a stupid fantasy team. Stafford's the main quarterback, but he's on a bye week. No one cares about your fantasy team, Mike. But uh, I'm taking Fields. I'm taking the Bears. This is obviously like their version of the Super Bowl. They're three and six. They're in the hunt for this dopey wild card spot. Um, and you know, I don't know what to think of the Ravens right now. I think their defense can be, um, how do you describe the Ravens defense? It's pretty good, but they lead the league in allowing like the big, like big put like chunk plays. Like they've given up the most chunk plays in the NFL. Um, and obviously the bears aren't known for like explosive plays, but, uh, Fields does have the potential to make explosive plays. So backs against the wall, Romo and Nance, they've already done a Bears game where they got embarrassed uh, by Tampa. So I'm just saying like, now that the Bears are on CBS again, maybe it'll be a little closer and you're getting four and a half. It is four and a half. You're getting four and a half to play with. Also the Ravens have, uh, they haven't covered in three games in a row. Just give me the Bears getting four and a half uh, to go with KC minus two and a half in the middle of November. All right, Andy. All right, Andy. Good luck. And you act, and I have it. Uh, I have it up on my screen as five, so you'll get the extra half point there. So good, good luck, sir. Yeah, good stuff. Well, um, I think Nancy Romo could potentially be very mad at me in a few minutes. So, so let's before we get to that, though, let's get to the rest of the picks. Um, and so we'll start with mine, and I'll give them to you now. Let's see. I have this for week number 11. Now, I'll say this as far as the picks for uh, – as far as my uh, football picks, I think of the two sports I'm doing better with uh, with the NFL compared to what I've been doing with college. College has been an absolute train wreck. Like, I, I, I just cannot get a game – I cannot get a week right. I think I finally did about two weeks ago. But, dude, it's just been tough. College football is extremely impossible to predict week to week. So, but on the NFL side, we're doing better. So let's give you let's give you what I got this week. So, game number one, I'm actually going head to head with Andy, and because I I I think the principle of the Chiefs is that when you expect them to do big things, they don't. When you expect them not to, to not be a player, they are. But I think what happened last week is really more of a function of what John was talking about earlier. Two things. Their lack of ability to adjust defensively. They keep getting beat by Travis Kelsey all the time. You'd think that they'd adjust their defense to defend Travis Kelsey better. But they just keep doing the same thing and they got absolutely housed against Kansas City. So for me, I actually think that's more of an aberration than what's to come for the Chiefs. And the Cowboy defense, as Andy alluded to in his his, uh, picks are actually pretty solid 
I, I think that their their defenses look good from the beginning. It goes back to week one when they gave Tampa Bay a game. They shut down. They shut down. I almost said San Diego. The the Chargers um, a little bit later in the season. I actually think this defense is pretty good. And so they had a bad game. Yeah, absolutely. Like Denver threw the house on them defensively, and they couldn't recover from that. But I think the larger sample size says the Cowboys are a better defense and a better defense for the course of the season. So on that principle, I think they're going to really rough up Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the home field advantage really applies here because the Chiefs have had plenty of bad games at at, uh, at Arrowhead Stadium. You know, against the Packers, they sat on 13 points for three quarters. That's pretty pathetic. Actually, I think they sat on 13 points for the whole game. They didn't score another point. Against the Giants, they looked terrible. So just because they had a big game against the Raiders, who couldn't get out of their own way, honestly, everything was really going fine for the Raiders until that rookie caught the ball and then fumbled it on the same play. I mean, if, if he just catches the ball, it could have been a completely different game. I'm not better about the Raiders, but regardless, I think that the the Cowboys are probably going to win the game at, at Arrowhead. So Andy and I agree to disagree on this one, but we will see who ends up being right in the in the course of a few days. So uh, that's game number one. Uh, anyway, uh, game number two, and I think John has a point about about uh, this game, but I'm going to take my chances on Aaron Rodgers giving two and a half at the Vikings. They do tend to own the Vikings, not as much as Chicago, but they do still kind of own Minnesota too. So I, I think I think we're going to go with the Packers here. I remember there was one loss, might have been a playoff game, but I think of the two teams, I trust Green Bay more here. It'll be interesting without. Uh, Aaron Jones, but the thing about it is, you know, I know Aaron Jones is out for two for four weeks, so he's on my fantasy team. He has been one of the most frustrating players to have on a fantasy team all year. But the only reason I think that is because I feel like the coaching staff really likes what they see with Dylan, and they've honestly been giving Dylan more chances with each week. So now they're really going to have a real chance with him. I think he's going to have a nice game. So all in all, I like the Packers here, and we'll see how how it all shakes out um, in the days to come. So. My picks, Packers giving two and a half, and Cowboys getting two and a half for week 11 in the NFL. And that brings us straight in to our friend Ron. I can see on my screen he's chomping at the bit. So we're ready for your picks when you are, Ron. All right. Uh, Yeah, don't pay attention to my picks the way I've been going. But uh, (laughs) uh, the first pick I'm going to take, I'm actually going to take the Jaguars plus six and a half uh, at home against the 49ers. Um, no idea why. I mean, the Jaguars uh, have been playing teams tough and close. Um, they're obviously still a bad team. Um, but it, it, this is another case where, you know, the 49ers are coming off that, you know, the blowout on Monday night against the Rams. I think, uh, you know, in my line of thinking is, is uh, you know, the NFL is so topsy-turvy. Uh, they could go to Jacksonville and lose uh, six days after destroying uh, the Rams. I think, if anything else, the Ram- uh, the Jaguars keep it close. Um, so they might lose the game outright, but I'll take the Jags plus six and a half. Uh, in my second game, I'm going to take the Saints plus two uh, on the road against the Eagles. Uh, again, Eagles, uh, you know, coming off that uh, win against a pretty bad Denver team. Um, and they still have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I mean, the Saints defense is legit. Um, you know, they, they've been playing with uh, Simeon and... and uh, you know, Winston before that. I mean, keeping them alive basically uh, uh, all year long. So I, I could see the Saints uh, making life uh, 
living hell for Hertz. Um, and they'll do enough to win. Kamara's coming back this week. Uh, I think they went out right. So I'll take the uh, Saints plus two and the Jags plus six and a half. All right, Ron. Thanks very much. And good luck, of course. Uh, I I think I honestly love the Jaguars pick quite a bit because you said that the Jags aren't a good team, but neither are the Niners. Honestly, I don't think they're a good team. I didn't think they just had a great matchup with the Rams and they exploited it. I honestly don't think. I think you're right. Right? Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's that's where it is. The coaching staff just knows the Rams too well, and the thing about Stafford that can just be really maddening is that he'll just have games where he's completely erratic, and I think that completely happened on Monday night. So we'll see. And so that uh, that concludes football picks for now, um, because for the NFL side, because uh, our guest picks aren't in yet. And I believe when we get them, they'll be from Robert in Virginia, but uh, hopefully we'll get those on the website before too long. So we'll look ahead then to the week's games. And um, and truly, we, we have some interesting matchups here in the NFL this weekend. Uh, we started off with the Colts against the Bills, which could really be a good game. I think John, with his pick, is, is suggesting that it will be a good game. It should be a closer game than people even expect, perhaps. And I think it's a very interesting evaluation of the Colts' season to me. I, I've been thinking for a lot of the season that they're not a good team. But they can be cagey because they have a good running game. Taylor definitely is the real deal. And, you know, Wentz has been playing with fewer mistakes of late. So I think it's a really good scenario. So that's at 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS. Packers-Vikings is also at 1 o'clock Eastern. And... Um, it is interesting that this is not the 420. Well, no, actually, no, it's not that interesting because I, I know I just looked further down the list. I know why it's not the 425 game. So Packers-Vikings will be a pretty good game, I think. And um, I don't know. I think it could go either way. 1 o'clock Eastern on Fox. Bengals-Raiders, it's a chance for the Raiders to bounce back. It's a chance for the Bengals to bounce back. They both look like trash the last time they played their respective games. So they're going to be coming in. However, the difference is the Bengals are coming off the bye. So I, I, I would be very, very curious as to see who's going to respond here in this particular matchup. I honestly think that the Bengals will have the better game. So that's at 4 or 5 Eastern on CBS. Cowboys, Chiefs. I mean, you're talking about two iconic franchises, two pretty good quarterbacks, two top 10 quarterbacks, and two offenses who, at least for the last couple of years, have been regarded as pretty good. Uh, the Chiefs have certainly not looked that way most of the season. So Cowboys Chiefs, that's where, where Andy and I are head to head. That's 425 Eastern on Fox. Unfortunately, once again, Nance and Romo are the odd are the odd ducks in this list again. <laughs> as I get, because I did not think enough of the Bears to put them on this list with the Ravens. But we'll see if Andy agrees or disagrees with that. Steelers Chargers is the nightcap on NBC for Sunday night football. Um both teams are kind of stinky, to be completely honest with you. I, I kind of am curious as to whether you think the Chargers are a good team, and I'm a little I'm a little different from everyone else. I actually don't think they're good. The reason is because their defense is so bad. I just think their defense is just not really doing much this year. I mean, they gave up like 50, 40, whatever, fifty whatever to the the bear the, the Browns. Andy was in the building with that with for that one with me. I don't know. I'm just not convinced. And Steelers obviously are similar problems, but the problem for them are on the offensive side. They just cannot score some some games. They couldn't even get a field goal in like the last ten minutes uh, when they were in the overtime. It was just it was just sad. So those are your featured games, Andy. I'll go back to you. I would like to get your thoughts on on all of this action. And I and you know like you know you could very much be right about the Chiefs 
And but time will tell. I just think it's gonna be a good matchup. I think we it could go either way. Yeah, well, like I said, like in a previous life, Romo and Nance must have done something to you. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had that one of their games up in forever. Next week, I'm just next week they also get the uh 10 a.m. game. I suspect it's gonna be Titans Pats because Next week, thank it's another Fox game. It's Packers and Rams. Rams at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They must alternate who gets the prime time Thanksgiving window based on like the Thanksgiving game. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But next week, Nance, I suspect Nance and Romo will be in New England for Titans Patriots. Um, so this week, yeah, it's weird. I think uh there's so many close lines. Like the average line is like anywhere between one and two and a half. There's not a ton of, um, there's not a lot of big lines. So suicide pool, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people have already taken Tennessee and a lot of people maybe take the Browns this week against the lions. But um, it's, we, I, I, I think Bill's Colts has, you know, I, I would take the underdog in that one because, you know, I I just don't know how you really break that down. I No offense to the Jets. I, I, I can't say the Bills are back based on what they did against the Jets. I mean, I the game was like 10-3 with like a couple minutes left in the first half, and then bing, bing, boom. It was like it got, a, it got, it got away from the Jets quickly. Um, obviously, it was a, Bills and the Colts played in the playoffs last year. It's a totally different personnel for the you know Rivers. Rivers is gone. Wentz is in, and I, as, I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to use my anti uh, Wentz bias here. Putting that aside, I, I think the Colts have a very good chance to to beat the Bills. Now this is like you just want the Bills to lose because you know the Patriots get to play them twice in December. That might be true, but yeah, I think the Colts, as long as they can be like two-dimensional on offense, you can't put it all on Wentz's shoulders. And obviously they don't because Taylor's a great running back, but when you need Wentz to protect the ball, not do anything stupid, it gets dicey because we know Wentz has the propensity to do really stupid stuff. So we can't have that in the Bills, like they are, they're ball hawks sometimes. And I don't know, but what we've seen from the Bills lately, it's, it's a little inconsistent. So I, I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. And uh, yeah, gun to the head now, I would, I would take the underdog. And then, yeah, Dave, you, you nailed it with the, with, with the Raiders in the, in the, in the Bengals. I probably would lean Bengals uh, coming off a of bye. Uh, getting to whatever happened in that uh i think it was the cleveland game that was the last game they had get they got to wash that bury the tape don't even watch film from that bury that bury the ball whatever you need to do come back fresh against the raider team that as john mentioned they they might start to crumble based on all the so much turmoil. Like, remember John Gruden? Remember that? <laughs> remember that? Like, so yeah. that's like ancient history now, based on all the other stuff that's happened. And going back to the preseason, I don't think they were expected to be where they are now. They had that 
unexpected uh, week one win. And uh, they've just kind of been a, I wouldn't say a feel-good story. They haven't been a feel-good story. They've probably been a surprise story. Um, and I, I think maybe they start to feel the weight of everything. And as we know, the, the Bengals are uh, probably one year ahead of schedule, you know, with Chase and Burrow and their defense being better than expected and Mixon being a, a very formidable running back and their coach not being as much of a dumbass as we, we might have thought. So I think the Bengals are a much more complete team than the Raiders are at this point. Uh, John's team versus the Vikings. I, I can't take Kirk Cousins anymore. Although I did, I mean, Funhouse me, I did take him against the Chargers uh, four days ago, but I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers. I already did it uh, once this year. I'm taking, taking the Seahawks four days ago. I will be taking the Packers, I think. Uh, Rodgers will have a much better game. I know no Aaron Jones for Green Bay, but um, Minnesota is just too conservative. You can't. You're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers playing the way like Zimmer wants to play the game. Uh, and I know the running running game is really good. I, but I think Green Bay's defense is better than San Diego's defense. So give me give me the Packers in that one. And then uh, what else did you flash up there? I know the Saints and the Eagles. I don't think you had it up there, but that's it's an entertaining game because uh, all of a sudden the Eagles now are considered in the hunt, and the Saints need to watch their you know they got to mind their p's and q's just because you know it's Trevor Simeon, but it is uh, the offensive genius known as Ass Clown. He'll have to get creative <laughs> again, but I think that that. The Eagles' defense is very suspect. The reason why they didn't look suspect last week is because they were playing the Broncos, who were right. very much a team on on offense. And actually, that game was actually getting close. I think like Denver was on the verge of like tying that game, and uh, that's when Philadelphia recovered a, a fumble all the way. I think that's when Bridgewater like almost tried to tackle it, but he didn't. But anyway, yeah, give me the Saints in that game, and. Um, and what and, and Dave, I we already talked about your team versus the Chargers. I think it's it could be a it could be a long night for the Steelers if Mason Rudolph has to play quarterback for them. You know that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue that. They'll have to unless they unless they're able to feed Najee Harris like thirty carries, which they could. They could. Him. And and you know the Chargers are probably not going to stop them if they do. So yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. You know, not to sound like Dilfer, like. They're gonna have to <laughs> stay on schedule against the against Dallas. They can stay on schedule, then they can feed Harris as many times as they want and yep. keep Herbert off the field. Yeah, it's good strategy all the way around, Andy. I love it. So thanks for the, for your for your rundown of all these games. Um, you didn't say didn't unless I just missed it. The, but we didn't talk a lot about the about the Chief game. But you had it in picks too, so I guess had in picks. Yeah, all right, Let's right, see right what on. on that game indeed, indeed. Say. What would you do with the? Oh yeah, yeah. The, I'll, let me ask John that question. Let's go to John, and let's get your your rundown before. But actually, let me bring in John. Um, this Buffalo game is getting very interesting. I mean, you know what's the funny thing about it is that Buffalo was. Uh, it seemed like they were a significant underdog. So this is really coming down like to the wire. On Dave. I think they were getting like. I bet the money line, but they were getting like one. Or two. Oh, just one. one. Oh, okay, I'm getting yeah. one and a half here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, I think what I was thinking was that, oh, what I meant to say was that Buffalo is like four and six, which is like, oh, wow. I guess they've really fallen off since Leopold left. So I was like, wow. But so, yeah. The cat is gone. He's been gone forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. But, but yeah, I mean, I hope that works out for you the rest of the way, John. This has been quite an interesting one. It looks like the under is on track unless they go to overtime. So we'll see. But, uh, um, the, the, by the way, in that other game, the Central Michigan game, the under hit. It was a, it was a, it was some it was some dramatics there, but they the under came through for whoever had it. So, good stuff. All did right, John. You have it, Dave? Were I you did. One of those people. I was. Nice. <laughs> Cutching. <laughs> yeah, nice. No, I had Central Michigan and hoping getting Buffalo here home here, but um, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll talk about uh, NFL for this week. Right. Andy mentioned a bunch of those games um I'll, I'll mention the sunday night game actually when you guys are talking about it like some some light bulbs went off in my head here like the spread six and a half so like yeah we don't want to see mason rudolph but if, if any team kind of has the ground and pound mentality like it would be the steelers with harris and the chargers they can't stop the run so this seems like your typical like this could be an ugly game um because the steelers have a great defense too Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're just going to try to make it ugly. I see the over under is 47 and a half. That seems way too high to me. Yeah, like you're right. That's, that's going to be an under game. I think it's going to be like 20 to 16. I think that game. Um, so I would lean Steelers and under for that pick. And it's interesting. I, you know, um, someone, I forget who it was shared on Twitter, like a, a play chart of Justin Herbert's throws in the game against Minnesota and literally he had like two throws beyond 15 yards. And it's crazy. Like they're the, I, I don't know the offensive coordinator there. I, I funhouse me. I don't not know like who it is, but he's, it's turning like into Marcus Arroyo where they had him in Oregon. They wouldn't use his skill set, And like, you know, he came into the NFL. You're like, Oh my God, where was this guy in college football? Well, they're doing all this dink and dunk business now. And it, it just doesn't suit what he's doing. So um, even if Rudolph plays, I, I'm thinking I'm liking the Steelers and the under at this spread anyway. It, it's was it six? I'm seeing six and a half still. So I would definitely lean Pittsburgh um, and the under for that game. Um, yeah, the Dallas KC game is kind of your marquee matchup. Again, I kind of mentioned earlier, it's kind of a wait and see approach. We'll see if the Chiefs kind of figured out what what ailed them last week against the Raiders and if that can carry over. I don't know. I mean, just on the surface, like I'll take Andy Reid over McCarthy any day of the week. So I think that's definitely in their advantage. But I, the Chiefs were just – their offense was just so bad for those so many weeks. I actually had to say I might pass on this game because I really I really don't know. Gun to my head, though, under a field goal, I'd probably go with the Chiefs. Um, bet but, it live. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That live betting game. If they get behind 7 nothing or 10-3 or something, just throw a bet in there on the Chiefs. Like, I definitely could see myself doing that for sure. Um the Cincy Vegas game, yeah. This one, I think there'll be a lot of points scored in this game. I mean, the Raiders, we just saw what the Raiders defense is about, and Bengals defense isn't much better. So I, I could see a lot of points for this one. I would lean Bengals, I would, I would guess, um, just because coming off the bye, and like I said, I think the Raiders could be heading down a bad path here. Um, uh, you don't have the Arizona Seattle game up there on the screen. That that could be a pretty interesting game. We'll see if Kyler Murray actually gets back on the field for this game. But, I mean, even if he does, I mean, this is kind of like a last stand game for the Seahawks. If they lose, they're going to be like 3-7. and seven. Arizona will be 9-2. and two. Um, You're probably going to get Seattle's best effort in this game. So I would kind of lean um, lean to the Seahawks in this one. So that's actually a pretty good late slate of, of games. You have those three. Um, 
for the for the four o'clock games for us here on the East Coast. Um, I mentioned the Bills and Colts in my picks. Uh, Packers, Vikings. Like I said before, tricky game. Um, the Vikings they split with the Vikings last year, so I mean anything can happen. Honestly, even if the Packers lose this one, they're still in pretty good control of the division. They're, the more important game, honestly, is against the Rams next week, I mean, just for seeding purposes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd, you know, I'd be upset if they lost it, but more so concerned with the Rams game um, next mm-hmm. weekend. And no one mentioned the Washington-Carolina game yet. Could be a uh, <laughs> return for – yeah, why would you, right? Could be uh, Cam Newton's return uh, to Carolina. Right. And also – Revenge game against Ron Rivera. Some juicy storylines oh, yeah. for this one. Um, I don't know. You got to figure Washington's going to have a bit of a letdown after that Tampa Bay game. I mean, Heineke played out of his mind in that game, uh, and their defense played great. I mean, the, the, is it going to be a pretty like? I could see the Carolina like fans being like, "That's going to be a rowdy atmosphere for Cam being back there." I honestly don't know if I would start him though. Um, I mean, PJ Walker's looked pretty good. Uh, you know, Cam objectively was just awful last year Mm -hmm. with the Patriots. So I kind of like the idea better of Walker starting and then maybe cam in for some specific packages, but you know, I'm not the coach, so we'll see what happens, but I definitely would lead Carolina in that matchup. So um, yeah, those are all the games that I kind of wanted to mention. Um, I know there's some other on the schedule that we didn't get to, but uh, other guys did it pretty good as Buffalo just drilled a 55 yard field goal. So we might get some overtime here with some action. Looking good. Love yeah, this. the guy running play on third and nine. Like, are you content with this? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it with these coaches. I guess the guy had the wind at his back. I'm guessing, but um, yeah. And this guy, this coach they brought in, like Leopold, took that Kansas job in like May or something. I mean, it was slim pickings at that point. But hey, they're if they win this game, they're still in contention for a bowl. So we'll see what happens here in this in this overtime. Yeah. Good spot. I mean, folks with the under might be a little annoyed because if they do go to overtime, that's probably going to hit. Yeah, it's pretty much dead unless it ends like 30 to 27 somehow. Right, right. So, yeah, that's, this is a fun game. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. I mean, that's, a good, that's a good spot. There's still a minute 10, though, for Northern Illinois to win it in regulation, so we'll, yeah, we'll watch out for 100%. that too. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's go to Ron. Let's get your thoughts on this week's action. Like we said, we have a lot of interesting matchups here, so what do you think of them? Yeah, you know, I mean, John and uh, Andy, they they did a great job. They got every game under wraps. Um, so I'll have to talk about the games that they didn't mention. Uh, you have <laughs> Joe Flacco um, against Tua Taya Viola in a uh, great matchup in the, <laughs> in the AFC East. Uh, <laughs> No, honestly, that's probably what I'm going to be tuned into. Um, Let me see. Where is that? And I like the Jets plus three and a half. Here's my other. Uh, here, here's my other uh, theory that I'm working on. Okay. Whenever somebody uh, or whenever the national media throws out a hot take, or um, you know the local media throws out a hot take, you run with the opposite of whatever that take is. Uh, you know, it was. You know, the Chiefs were dead. Uh, Chiefs were were the worst team in football. Uh, Mahomes regressed. Andy Reid is done, and look what happened. Yep. Uh, you know, you had the the, the Chargers were anointed uh, early in the season, and, and look what happened. Uh, you know, they they Mac Jones was was a failure of a pick after two three games. Uh, you know, so you just go with the opposite of that, and uh, the 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 you know the the mood today in New York has been. Uh, you know, Flacco's starting. What a disaster! Blah blah blah. 
So uh, I think the Jets actually win that game outright. Uh, call me crazy. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't care if they do, but that's, that's, that's how I feel about that game. That is so um, good. And, uh, you know, so that's, yeah, just take take the opposite of whatever the hot takers I love that. Are, are, are on. Um, and, uh, and nobody mentioned the Monday night game. Buccaneers and Giants. I mean, Giants. Giants are one of those three and six teams. I don't even know if they have three wins. They might only have two. I, I don't. Whatever it is, uh, you know, the Giants faithful are, you know, holding out hopes that they could get a playoff spot at like uh, five don't miss and twelve. It. So, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, yeah. This is a crazy game. Um, yeah, but uh, th- that's all I wanted to add. Okay. Uh, you know, John and Andy, they 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 wrapped it up perfectly oh thank you very much for running for adding some thoughts to that yeah, i will like tampa they do miss it brady does miss antonio brown and gronk like like i have brown on a fancy team he he was having a good year when he's in there yeah that offense hasn't looked sharp for a couple games in a row now it's pretty- i want to take the box so bad but i just laying over 10 in the nfl i hate to do it but i you just feel like they're ready to just explode against somebody but the giants are strangely enough really good on the road like as underdogs at home they're horrendous but on the road they've been covering so i don't know we'll we'll have to figure out what to do with that game once monday comes but uh, yep. definitely a tricky spot it is yeah it, I, it could i guess i'll say it again it could go either way we'll find out but uh while we deliberate over that, let's go get our look into college football. And let's see what happened last week in last week's action in on the college side. And um, what happened last week? Well, I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about, to be honest with you. But let me just go over to... Let me go back to... Andy. Well, let's see. Why don't we just start with Ron? Because Ron, Ron, we haven't heard from him in a while. Ron, let's get your thoughts on what happened last week in college football. I, we did have a real banger. I was in the building for San Diego State at home against Nevada. It looked like it was going to be a great game. It was a great game. It was a really good, rugged football game. Like, a lot of running, low-scoring game. It was a good spot. That's probably one of the, my favorite games of the weekend, although I am biased. I was in the building. But um, we had that. Um, and you had a lot of other stuff going on. But I'll give it to you, Ron, for your thoughts on what happened last week. Ron, are you with us? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess the first thing that jumps out at me is, is really the, uh, uh, the death of, of Oklahoma. Oh uh, yeah. Baylor. Right. Yeah. Playoff, uh, you know, but we, I mean, anybody who's watched college football this year, I mean, you saw that coming from a mile away. Uh, they're, they're just not a very good team this year. They never had it, um, all put together. Uh, and, Man, the job that uh, Aranda's done at Baylor is is insane. I mean, you figure, uh, you know, they were almost talking about him last year as a one and done uh, at, at the school, and and look at how he's turned that team around. Uh, and I hear he's, uh, you know, he's a name that's being mentioned with USC and stuff like that. I, I don't think that's a a good fit, but I mean, you know, he certainly raised his profile, but. Yeah, Oklahoma definitely no showing against Baylor. Um, you know, basically doing nothing the second half, um, essentially knocking them out of, of any uh, playoff talk. Uh, that was big. <clears throat> um, let's see. Well, one of the weirdest uh, games of the weekend was uh, Notre Dame and Virginia. Uh, Virginia basically um, almost forfeiting 
the game against Notre Dame, uh, you know, their quarterback Armstrong was a little banged up. They decided to sit him and not play him so he could be ready for this week against uh, North Carolina uh, in a game to, to you, see who's going to win the Coastal. Did you think he could play and they just decided not to, basically? That is interesting. Yeah, that's I mean that, that that's what I read is wow. that he, was, he was ready to play. Uh, he was a game-time decision. Yeah. They, they could have played him. They decided to sit him uh, and make sure that he was uh, ready for this week. So, mm, okay. Uh, very weird yeah. uh, scenario there. Um, what are the, the the North Carolina pit game on Thursday night was actually one of the uh, you know I, I tuned out of the the Ravens Dolphins was just you know brutal. Um, so I was watching that game. That game was uh, an entertaining game. Uh, you know Pittsburgh had a, a huge lead in the in the second half, and, and credit to Sam Howell and US UNC they came back and uh, took it to overtime. That was a really uh, uh, interesting game. He had Oregon, uh, you know, surviving against Washington State. Uh, I think Oregon's, you know, in a situation this week. They're another team like Oklahoma. I mean, like we've we've watched them uh, this year. We know they're not, uh, at least in my opinion, they're not one of the top four teams in the country. Um, so you know, they're playing Utah this week. Uh, I think it's a, a big test for them. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, and the NC State Wake Forest game was 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 crazy. Uh, kept going down, uh, trading scores at the end of the game. Um, Wake Forest is a fun team to watch, uh, and, and that that coach uh, Dell's his name, Clawson. Uh, I mean, you got to figure that guy's got to get a, a a big time job soon. Um, you know, because I mean, Wake Forest always overproduces, uh, and, and I mean, they have a real shot to go. And wow, he missed it. Jeez! Wow, that's some crazy wind. I'm yeah, that one's you. not. Yeah, that's a gnarly Holy wind. Shit. You guys must have cable. I have like a streaming. Sorry, so I'm lining up the kick right now, so I'm happy about that. Thank you. <laughs> wow! Yeah, the, yeah, the wind took it like right, right, and blew it like five yards out. Holy shit! Looks like we're going to overtime, yeah. fellas. You know, God, God bless the Mac, and I'm sure you guys were watching the games last night too. I mean, every single game on like ESPN two. Or uh, the ones that are televised, televised always go down to the down to the end. So, I mean, what a great way to spend like a Tuesday and Wednesday night with uh, with football on. You know, thank yeah. God for the action. Absolutely, whoever commissioner that came up with that for you know if it's their current one or the past one, the best idea they ever had. Like, when else are going to get free like airtime for your conference? It's like a national brand now, Maction. So, just you can't can't get any better than than the Maction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, all right, Ron. Well, that that's an awesome that's an awesome summary. And John, uh, I'll go back. I'll go stay. I'll stay with you. Let's get your thoughts on last week's college action. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma, like frauds, like we kind of all knew. Um, and really, that's the one thing the committee had gotten right this whole time. Like, <laughs> they had them at what, eight or nine yeah. since the start of it. I mean, even they knew they were skating by. I mean, that one game against Kansas was really telling. They couldn't even get like a first down in the entire half against Kansas, and they needed like had a horseshoe up their ass in that game to, to win that game. But um, yeah, so there, you know, Baylor, a tremendous job for, for uh, Aranda to get that win. And, you know, like last year, it just goes to show you take nothing from last year with, because they were just ravaged by COVID and injuries and everything. And he's just done a tremendous job this year. So a uh, good job out of, out of them. And really it's going to set it up now for um, 
probably Oklahoma State and Oklahoma to play twice, I'm guessing, uh, in Bedlam and then the next week in the Big 12 title. So if you're looking in terms of the like the, the playoff situation, I think both of those teams will – I think they'll split. I don't think either team is going to win two like back-to-back. So that kind of will knock them two out. I completely agree with what Ron said about Oregon. We've been betting against them all year, waiting for them to like take another loss here. And um, it very well could be – I mean, I'm going to be on Utah for sure this weekend. Minus three, it's one of our old favorite, like kind of a lower-ranked team favored over the higher-ranked team deal. But even so, like Utah's just been playing so much better lately with – um, with Cam rising at, at when he took over for quarterback. But uh, again, those team, two teams are going to play this weekend, and they also could play again in the Pac-12 championship um, because Utah is, is going to win the South, um, the South division. So I don't think Oregon can beat them twice. So really, this is setting up good for Cincinnati. They might have to be put in by default. Like, who else are they going to put in at this point? Yeah. You know what they could end up doing in, like, Everyone should should boycott the college football playoff forever if this happens. If they somehow pretzel their way, pretzel logic their way into putting Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati. No. Like oh, my God. Don't put it past them, Dave. Like, I could yeah, see Tommy thinks so. Yeah. Money like, talks. I could see it happening. Yeah. ACQ, it goes against too. every logic possible to do that. Like, <laughs> this committee, did you hear the guy last night? Like, well, putting aside the results of the game, like, what the hell else matters? Like, you're just – Play the games on a spreadsheet, then. Like, who, why are you playing play? the game if you have to put the yeah. results of the game? Right. Like, don't even play the. Like, all right, let's, let's just award the championship to the team with the best net point differential of the of the year. Like, it, it just the whole thing is just so, such a farce. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, bring me back to the BCS, honestly, where there's like computers involved. If, if you're going to have like these these human chodes, like just messing things up. Like, <laughs> Did you just call them human chodes? That is said, yes. great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm I just kind of ranting. So back to Alaska's <laughs> action. Um, so the uh, the Michigan Michigan State whole deal that's you know that's a big thing in the in the rankings. But so Michigan, like you thought they were going to blow that game at the end there to Penn State, and they get the drag route from the tight end that breaks it for a touchdown. And, and you know, and everyone loves Harbaugh. Uh, we'll see when they play Ohio State in a couple weeks. I mean. And their defense is good. Michigan's defense is really good, and, and they can run the ball this year. But, I mean, that Ohio State offense is just it's just rolling right now. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to think about that one for next week. But, um, you know, Michigan finally getting a nice win on the road. So that, that was good to see. At least that game will have some juice next week. And then, yeah, that Wake-NC State game was pretty crazy. Um, like, there was hardly any points scored. And then all of a sudden, there's like 30 points near the end of half, and it just kind of carried into – into the second half and uh, Wake's going to play Clemson next week. I, the ACC championship is probably going to be Wake and Pitt. I, I mean, I don't know if it's if, if that's on ABC prime time uh, that Saturday, but that, that's it really rough, is. Yeah, that's a rough game. Um, yeah, really nothing else to mention. Dave, you, did you bet UConn plus 40? Because they somehow got there. They returned the opening kick for a touchdown and did literally nothing after that, as I expected. It's so interesting. I, didn't. I told you they weren't going to score without a fluke, and they scored on a kickoff return for a touchdown. And that was how about that? So yeah. honestly, I, I subjected myself to the torture of watching the game. Like they played just about as well as you could for losing by what thirty-seven points. They actually <laughs> made some defensive plays, so not a you know not too terrible, um, not too terrible a performance. But I agree. Oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's the only thing that I would care about. Like they had just hired Jim Mora as their new coach. Like really? Like I I don't know. 
I guess he's better than Randy Edsel. I guess that's all I can say <laughs> at this point. But. Yeah, and a fall from grace for Mora too, of course. You know, once you know, basically a, a signature program like UCLA, and then going down to UConn, certainly a fall from grace in that from that regard. But no, I did not bet forty plus forty. Uh, but I think it showed that my instinct was dead on because it really boiled down for me. It boiled down to can Clemson score forty points? They didn't. They scored thirty-seven. So it was a it was it wound up working out. But I didn't actually have action on it. But I did have action on that over half a point in the first half. And I texted you about it. And the opening kickoff for a touch, I was like, cha-ching again. Cha-ching again. That's second set. Got your money. Can't get better <laughs> than that. Isn't that great? <laughs> to win it in the first play of the game. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks, John. Uh, great, great recap. And uh, now we go to Ron in New Jersey. And let's get your thoughts on – or did we go to Ron in New Jersey already? I think it's turning for Andy's. Yeah, yeah you already went. Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. So let's go to Andy. Andy, I should have paid more attention to that Armstrong news. That really burned me pretty badly. Attention. No, <laughs> no as I tweeted, like a madman, uh, Notre Dame just gets the worst version of their opponent week after week after week. They played Purdue. Purdue didn't know how to run an offense. They played Navy. You know, Navy does everything they can but not enough. They play Virginia without their good quarterback. They should have lost to Toledo. They should have lost to Florida State. And here they are, uh, like 60% chance to make the playoff. And all they have left is a Stanford team and a Georgia Tech team that those teams don't move the needle, but whatever the committee is going to do, whatever the committee is going to do. And we don't know what's going to happen with these teams ahead of them. I was going to say like with Ohio state, everything sets up perfectly with Ohio state because Ohio state's playing Michigan state, they play Penn state, they play Michigan, they play Purdue and Purdue had an infl- inflated ranking because of, of them beating Michigan state. So what, what I'm trying to say is like whoever is in the big 10 game, whether it's Ohio state or Michigan or Michigan state, they're going to play Wisconsin. And I think like Wisconsin could take advantage of being kind of like the stale poo. Cause the, like Michigan is co- going to be coming off of like either a big win against Ohio state or Ohio state's going to be coming off a big win against uh, Michigan, they're going to play Wisconsin. They might overlook Wisconsin. I hate Wisconsin, but Wisconsin's actually playing well with their defense. I'm just angry now. I had Oklahoma, at NC State getting four from Oklahoma State in John State, Mohegan Sun. NC State just missed a three at the buzzer. They lose by six, getting four. But we move on. Um, basketball? But yeah. oh, okay. Basketball. It's Yeah, It's we sleep in May. It's only no <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, like – Wisconsin could potentially throw a wrench into all the college football stuff. John and Ron can probably explain it better, but Wisconsin basically is shooing for the big on, on whatever they call it, the legend side. I don't know what they call their division. Wisconsin's just in the crappy division with Northwestern and Indiana. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Dave, your, your game was like, I was paying attention to that game. Mm-hmm. I like some strong, they lost, but they covered. I think they lost by two. Two something points. Like that. Two points. I was on it too. Yeah, and they were getting two. They were getting two and a half. Very, very entertaining game. Be curious to see what that San Diego Stadium looks like when it's finished. It's weird. Like, 
I think Nevada's weakness is obviously their defense because that San Diego State quarterback actually looked pretty decent, and we know he's not good. Like, we watched a San Diego State-San Jose State game where not like that game was awful to watch. Uh, neither quarterback because it, was, it wasn't Starkle, it was Nash. Anyway, that great. I mean, it's just whoever whoever comes out of that West Division and gonna play Boise. I think it's gonna be Boise. I don't know. I was looking at the Mountain West standings, and and, and Utah State all of a sudden is uh, they're they're eight and two, and the teams that they've lost to are teams that they're supposed to lose to. Uh, Utah State has lost to uh, Boise State, and then I think they their other loss is out of the conference. I don't know. Someone's got to pump pump up their schedule. But I, if Utah State has a chance to represent the Mountain in that conference, that'd be good. Because I'm we're sick of Boise State always being in that in that title game, and all Utah State does is cover. All ECU does is cover. Uh, I, I wish we were on board with you. I, we took Utah State week one against Washington State, but we really haven't like paid too much attention to them. But lo and behold, they're they're eight and two, and uh, good golly, you popped it up. Yep, um, there it is, right up in the corner. Uh, yeah, so Utah... I guess we'll talk about Texas too because. What oh Sarkis- yeah, what the heck happened with Texas? Wow, losing yeah. to Kansas. Wow. What Sarkeesian's done is like <laughs> historically yeah. LOL Hibbert. Um, Big time. So it's careful what you wish for. Like, yeah, I know Herman had some faults, but oh, did Buffalo fumble? God, damn, they f- touch back. Oh my God, I can't take this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. no, I just saw that. Oh my God, you can't even get a field goal. Oh it's, this no, this is action in the heart in a nutshell. Yeah. but yeah, like you got you saw a good game, Carson Strong and mm-hmm. Dog. Versus the San Diego State punter. Yep. Oh, I I could vent on. Um, I mean, Mike Leach down twenty eight three, and scoring forty unanswered against Auburn, and then finding out that Bo Nix played like basically an entire second half on a broken ankle. It's crazy what they do in SEC country, Ooh. but that's a true story. Ooh. Bo Nix for the year with a broken ankle, and. Uh, Mike Leach coming back from 28-3 is, is just like that's crazy stuff. I had Auburn giving five, so a little cranky about that. Uh, what else happened? You guys kind of broke it down pretty good, just seeing what else we can talk about real quick. Um, yeah, Oregon, they're like, I'm not a believer, but they're they're making Anthony Brown like they're not having with the exception to that one stupid interception he threw Dave, when you were there, like the one time they had him throw mm-hmm. was trying to melt that game away against UCLA. And he threw that pick. Like after that, like they're really just like, they're running like a high school offense and they're making sure every third down is like third and three, third and two. So it makes it very hard for that defense to stop. Anthony Brown because he's like 230 pound so they're not doing anything crazy they're really just making it very simple for him and uh, they're getting away with it and Oregon all they have left is yeah I would you know Utah better I I don't know I kind of want Oregon to do as well as they can 
even though I don't like their quarterback, but I don't like Utah either. So I'm kind of like a Mike 44 right now with Oregon and their playoff dreams. And um, yeah, Arkansas, they play hard. That was like a, I, I got it from somewhere else, but I read a good comparison, like Sam, you know, the Arkansas State Pittman is like the Walmart version of Ed Orgeron, but at this point, like, maybe Ed Orgeron has got to be the Walmart version of Pittman because he's on his way out. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that they benched Brad Johnson's son for LSU and the other quarterback came in and was not very good. I had LSU, so I'm a little bitter about <laughs> about. Yeah. And then uh, something's wrong with Florida, obviously. They, they let Sanford score 50, but Florida scored 70, so – I don't know what they're going to do with Dan Mullen. We talked about it on the board with Ron. Like, remember when Mullen was like the best thing ever and was interested <laughs> NFL jobs, and now, like, they want to run him out of Gainesville. It's so weird with college. And John mentioned it the other week with like, they're get their firing coaches like now because of the way like the recruiting and the declaration process is. Everything is just so expedited and. It's just it's crazy, and and someone on the board is like, is it ruining the college products? Like, it probably not because we're gonna adapt. We don't even have to adapt. We're watching. Like, remember now, like we're gonna see like who's even gonna play in all these bowl games now, like because you gotta protect the investment. Like, we could see like who who knows we could be seeing like these very diluted rosters on these bowl games now because if they technically don't mean anything then why you got to play in the bowl games i hope it's not so bad but it, it probably will be um so well, we'll just yep yeah, you know what i mean and yeah, the I know other what you mean we'll but talk i about is i was gonna say though the bow neck scenario is probably a good argument for them holding out because you know if you're gonna do that it's kind of a tough, you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, that's, I mean, granted, Bonex is not going to do much in the NFL. You, we talked about that when you were in town, but, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, maybe that's why they do such things. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. A- I, I, I agree. It, it sucks. Like, it's, I'd love to have them play hard in these bowls. Like, rather that happen, but it is what it is. Oh, in the, I think we can, Maybe stop talking about Matt Campbell. I mean, <laughs> although like the UW fan, like UW's wish list has Matt Campbell on it. Yeah, but I don't know. Mm. Is, where is Campbell? I will find out. I, I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm looking forward to see where all these coaches yeah. go and yep. the domino effect. And this coach going here is going to open <clears throat> a bank here, and that coach going here is going to mean this coach goes there. It was. Be interesting, Dave. Like we said, I we're gonna need like USC needs to make a splashy hire, and yep, who's who it's gonna be. I feel like there's more vacancies for like actual good coaches. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and and there's coaches some... now, and Ron and John can do it better. Like the really like up and coming coaches now, where they are ge- geographically, doesn't match like the vacancies in the west coast like the louisiana coach is probably going to go somewhere in the southeast like mm. both probably should stay somewhere in the northeast or the or the southwest yeah. or the southwest. uh 
the Wake Forest coach, if he goes somewhere, probably should go somewhere in the mid-Atlantic region. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair because, you know, there are ties. There's recruiting advantages to staying in your region in, in that scenario. So that's the only shame of it. But you have some big openings. And we'll, we'll pivot back to, to yeah. Ron. The coastal coach, he's got to go somewhere at some yeah. point. Oh, yeah, he's good. Coastal Carolina, absolutely. And then whoever's coaching UTSA, like John's been – Telling us about them, and that's Larry they that yeah. Guy. They just locked that guy up, but I mean, you know, yeah. one of those big schools in the big, you know, Big Twelve, or you know, a Texas school threw a bunch of money at him. I'm sure he'd go, but man, that team is really good. I love yeah. watching UCSA. Meet me, good time. Yeah, meet me. Roadrunners love it. It's, yeah, I love that that they're 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 in the thing. You know, like that's a fun team to to follow. I love that 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 name is in the mix in the top twenty five. So let's go look at the the uh, this week's action. And uh, some, we have a couple of we have some good games on the schedule. Take a look at this. We've got uh, we have Michigan versus Ohio State coming up at noon, or Michigan State versus Ohio State, I should say. Uh, and, and and people have alluded to it in our panel, but Michigan State could be very cagey here in Columbus. We will see. You never know. Um, I don't know if Arkansas Alabama but deserves to be on this chart because I just like you guys were saying. Which kind of surprised me a little bit. I, I I'm surprised that Pittman's already on the hot seat. Like, geez, he's only been there for like a year and a half. He's already on the hot seat. That's kind of crazy. But but they have been playing pretty bad, badly. So do they belong on this on this featured games list? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. If it seems like Bama probably would win that one by thirty. We'll see. But but John, <laughs> check out check out SMU Cincinnati at three thirty. SMU I think is what was it, eight and two. They look really good, so uh, I'm curious about that too. UAB UTSA, some love for the Roadrunners. There they are on the chart. First time I've ever in my life put an ESPN Plus game on featured games, but they deserve it. This is a good game. This will be a fun one. And then number three Utah gets number 23 Utah as their ABC Saturday Night game. And it seems like we're a lot of folks, including my, probably all of us, are going to be on Utah for this one. So, uh, John, I'll go back to you, and let's let's talk about the featured games this week. Yeah, uh, some interesting games there on the schedule. Um, obviously, Michigan State, Ohio State will kick off the day. I don't think this Michigan State team is probably as good as its record. I mean, that's been documented many times throughout the year. They kind of snuck by a few of these games, especially against – um, Nebraska and Indiana, but hey, their record is is what it is, and they got a great opportunity here. Um, if they were to win out, they would uh, they would get into the Big Big Ten title and, and potentially into the college football playoff. But this is going to be a tough assignment, um, especially what I've seen from their defense and going up against C.J. Stroud and that Ohio State attack, who's been just rolling uh, recently, or at least against Purdue anyway. And Purdue had a, has a pretty good defense, um, and they just they just tore them apart. So. Um, you got to figure Ohio State is, is going to win this game. I mean, they're almost three touchdown favorites. That that spread does seem a little bit too high. Um, if I was probably going to pick, I mean, there's so many games on, so I don't know if I'll even bet this one, um, but I would probably lean towards Michigan State with the points here. It seems like the Michigan State offense could could score enough to at least keep this within, you know, 20. And that's, that's you know, that's what you're going to need here to, to cover the spread, but probably a lot of points. Um, I really don't have anything to say about Arkansas and Alabama. I mean, um, I don't think Pittman's on the hot seat at all, Dave. I think he's actually doing a really good job. I don't know where you're. Where I you're I that. don't 
Well, no, like that's what I. But that was certainly my impression of him. I think overall his season's been pretty solid. Like I don't. Yeah, no, they. they I mean, they were a dumpster fire when he got there. I mean, he's doing pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Bama. That, that Auburn game could have been tricky, but now without Bo Nix, I mean, I, I think Bama's. You know, it's gonna be Bama and Georgia, number one and two in the in the SEC title game. So we'll just get ourselves ready for that. Um, yes, SMU Cincinnati. Cincinnati just keep. They just don't cover anymore, and you know, especially. Some of these games, I mean, the South Florida game, I mean, they were never really in danger of losing, um, but they're just really haven't been that impressive. But again, like, I think by default, if they just win these games, they're going to be right there at the end. And, you know, SMU certainly puts up a, a shit ton of points with their offense. We've talked about that many times before. So, um, you know, I see the spread is like 10 and a half right now. Like, I would kind of look towards SMU and the over in this game. Uh, that's kind of where I would be leaning um i know cincinnati wants to kind of put a beat down on somebody but i think smu can kind of hang in there um your uab utsa matchup uh utsa is only favored by four and a half which is a little interesting um thought about it a little bit more than that but uab is a good team so i mean i guess i shouldn't be that surprised uh that that it's probably pretty close so um you know i might end up just on utsa just because i like to root for them but in terms of like a, a, getting an actual good bet, maybe it's not. I don't know. We'll see. But I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for them in that one. And we talked about Oregon, Utah. Uh, definitely will be rooting and betting the Utes in this spot. I think it's just going to be a tough environment for um, for Oregon to go in there and get the win. So, yeah, those are just some thoughts on your your featured matchups. I mean, there's obviously plenty of other games on your on the schedule this weekend. Uh, both of my picks were not on your list, so we'll we'll get to those oh, okay. in a bit. I guess. Okay, that's interesting. Um, what I kind of wanted to pick your brain on before I go to before I go to Ron, um, what do you think about the Air Force Nevada game tonight? I think it's tonight. No, it's this weekend. Oh, it's yes, on Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's like five games actually on Friday night, which is pretty nice okay. uh, to yep. go into your football weekend. But um, yeah, honestly, Air Force has been playing just great and the one weakness nevada has on defense is they can't stop the run and that is not good against mm-hmm. air force so as much as i like carson strong i think i'd probably go with air force in that it's not a bad call i i think air force has had a pretty good season history against them too i mean head to head so uh i think all in all that makes sense to me so ron let's go to you and let's get your thoughts on this week's action yeah you know obviously the uh i guess the the main matchup this weekend is michigan state ohio state and uh i mean i echo john's thoughts i mean i don't think michigan state is is as good as their record says uh i also don't know if they're you know three touchdowns worse than ohio state but uh hopefully it's a it's a close game um you know it's i you know this season's so weird like i mean we're almost the middle of november i have no idea like who the who the heisman front runner would be today if if they did it uh but i think if 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 i had a vote it would probably be uh walker on michigan state i mean he's the that kid's been their entire offense the whole year um i don't know how he's going to do against uh ohio state's defense uh, i think if, if they shut him down it it, it probably lead, tends to be more of a blowout for ohio state but you know, uh, we'll see about that. Um, the Oregon Utah game at night, uh, it, it should be a, an interesting game to watch. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, you know, Arkansas, you know, t- to piggyback off what you guys said, I mean, Pittman's done an amazing job there his first two years, and they've certainly overachieved, um, you know, both years. But 
I, I don't think they're going to pose any threat to Alabama. Uh, you know, uh, Bama's, you know, they're, they're, they're so good in a, in a big spot, you know, uh, I, I think they roll, uh, and, and win that game easily. Uh, and, and I'll echo what you guys said about UTSA. I mean, they are really fun team to watch and, and their running back sincere McCormick has been, you know, he's been, he's been a name that's been, um, you know, I guess kind of under the radar for the past couple of years. Um, and, and he's really, really good. And I, you know, it, it's cool to see them, uh, like you guys said, in the spotlight a little bit, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, kudos to them and I hope they keep it rolling. Uh, and another point about, you know, like what Andy said with the, with the coaching vacancies, I mean, it's, it, I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, so many this year have sat, happened so, um, so early in the process. I mean, usually uh, we wait until like the last week of the season and we see everybody get fired. And, and this year it's been, you know, started with, with Helton and, and it just keeps uh, growing. But, um, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that you should hire a guy uh, who is familiar with the, at least with the recruiting of the area of the school. Uh, but the, the crazy thing is, is like the past couple of years, teams have gone completely the, the, the opposite direction. When you, if you think about it, uh, you know, um, Virginia hired Mendenhall, uh, who, who never coached in that region. Uh, Auburn, uh, hired Harson from, uh, from Boise. Um, who else, uh, even, even South Carolina hired, uh, Beamer, who was, who was, never really an sec guy um you know so so these teams are, are, are basically I, I guess their whole thought process is you, you pick someone who could be the uh you know air quotes the ceo and, and the face of the uh uh the face of the, the the organization or the team uh locally and you hire a bunch of uh, uh of assistants who are, are better known for recruiting and and handle it that way but uh, yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it plays out like that. Like, like, like Andy said, like the, the you know, the, the hottest coaching names like Fickle from Cincinnati, uh, you know, they don't really fit in with, with like the USC or the LSU. Uh, so it'll be interesting to, to see, you know, who they, they end up selecting and, uh, you know, going back to Michigan State, I mean, Mel Tucker was basically like, uh, you know, when, when they, when Michigan state hired him, like, uh, I think like a month before the season or whatever it was a, a couple of years ago, I think everybody laughed and said like, Oof, you know, what a hire. And, uh, all of a sudden he's, he's the, you know, everybody wants him. He signs a 10 year, $95 million extension today to stay there. I mean, talk about, uh, uh, you know, a turnaround and, who knows we might be you know on the program next year and they might be like two and seven and there might be talk about firing him i mean that's just uh you know how crazy college football has been uh you know the basically the past decade yeah it's true it seems like people there's just a lot less patience for the process anymore and whether it's recruiting or coaching and i find it unfortunate and you know people have been talking about the alabama effect that would have applied in a lot of years. It doesn't really apply this year. I mean, Georgia's the top dog this year. And um, I just think that... Now, granted, in a lot of cases, it, it was completely justified. I mean, Helton was way past his expiration date when they got rid of him. He should have been fired like two years ago. But but there were a lot of coaches where I feel like they kind of jumped the gun on it. So um, it is what it is. 
Let me see. Who do I have left over? I think Andy. Yeah. So Andy, let's get your thoughts on this week's action. Anything else you want to add? We already did that, but I just looked. Utah State does control their own destiny in the Mountain West. They play Wyoming in the. Uh, they play Wyoming this week, but there's there's they control their own destiny. They only have one conference loss. Okay. All the other one, all the other teams in the in the Mountain have two. So we might see Utah State in the Mountain West uh, championship game. Hmm. Yeah, the crazy thing about that is, like, if you look at their like their odds before the beginning of the season, had to have been like at least 100 to 1 to win the yeah. conference or win the division. I mean, there's another example of a guy, Blake yep. Anderson, going from Arkansas State to Utah State, literally no connection to that area, and it worked out. So maybe some of these these uh, athletic directors have yeah. to look outside the box. So uh, <laughs> to think about. No one – I mean, with this program cares about the Mountain West. But, yeah, they finished – uh, they finish with Wyoming in their favor by six and a half, and then they play New Mexico. So they should, you know, oh yeah, yeah New Mexico is circumstances, God awful. Yeah, they should be in it. And then, you know, right now San Diego State controls their own destiny in the West. Yeah, I love that conference. <laughs> it's a big win too. Utah for- State last year was was if you remember last year, um, Gary Anderson. What he he quit or got fired after like two three games. And if you remember, like half didn't half the team uh, boycott and like sit out because uh, of like COVID protocols and stuff like that, and they didn't feel like. I mean, that was one of the worst, um, you know, situations in the country last year. And uh, and good for you know Blake Anderson always seemed like a, a like a genuinely good guy in in Arkansas State. I know there's a story a couple years ago. Um, you know, that went national about his, his wife passing away and him missing time and stuff like that. But, I mean, who, who the hell would have thought that uh, they would have bought that guy in and he would have them on the uh, precipice of uh, of going to the conference championship game? I mean, that's 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 a story that should be getting more attention, like, nationally. You don't hear anything about them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Boise State is such a vacuum yeah. yeah, I'm sick of that. Like, I'm done things. with them. Like, just they're just boring and just I, I just I can't stand Boise State. Yeah, I'm just I'm done with them. Although Wyoming with the miracle cover of the year last Friday night, oh, that's right. like a 75 yard pass with like four seconds left. I think it was about 1:30 in the morning. I thought I was dreaming. Like I was having to wake <laughs> to watch the game, and then I see they, this guy's running it in for a touchdown. I'm like, oh my god, yes, we got the back door. Let's go. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was crazy. And then if you had, like I said, the, if you had Boise that night and then uh, North Carolina the night before losing an overtime by a touchdown, getting six and a half, I and mean, that that's just as brutal as it gets in terms of bad beats. But anyway, we yeah. we are getting off the rails here. That did make bad beats. The Boise State one, like that, made bad. Oh beats. yeah, how could it not? It could not crazy. make. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, with that in mind, I think we covered everything. Let's go to the picks. And we're going to start, I think we start with you, John, so we'll leave it on you, and uh, we're ready for your college picks. Let's do it. All right, Dave. So we're going to start off with a Friday game, and I'm going to take Memphis, getting eight and a half uh, against Houston. Now, the handicap in this game is Houston has nothing to play for. They've already clinched their spot in the AAC title game two weeks from now to play likely Cincinnati. I'm, I'm assuming Cincinnati's not going to lose their next two. Um, so uh, their, their spot's clinched. So, again, what do they have to play for? Like, yeah, they want to win a game, of course, but they're not in national title contention. 
they're probably not going to New Year's Six bowl contention unless they, um, you know, if they win beat Cincinnati in that game, they'll they'll maybe get up there. But so really, there's really nothing for them, no real motivation. Whereas Memphis is fighting for bowl eligibility, where we've seen this in the past, you know, numerous years, teams that are playing to for a bowl game are more motivated than teams in this in this spot who are not. Um, and then just in general, I like the, the the matchup on the field. I mean, Memphis has one of the most dynamic duos in uh, Hennigan to Calvin Austin is just an explosive play waiting to happen. And Houston has had some problems defending uh, those kind of plays. And in recent weeks, they gave up a shitload of points to South Florida. Uh, they played East Carolina close. Um, you know, it just, they haven't been like a, this dominant team uh, over the over the last month. I mean, they've been winning games, obviously. So they're going to be in the conference championship game. But uh, I just think this is a good spot for Memphis to at least keep it within a touchdown. You're getting eight and a half, and I like the matchups uh, here for them. So we will go Memphis plus eight and a half for game number one. Game two, and I like, I you know, I I'm gonna go with this pick, but it looks too obvious, um, and sometimes I don't like that. But it is what it is. I'm gonna take West Virginia minus three at home against Texas. We talked about it before. Texas is done for the season. Like you can't lose to Kansas at home as a 30 point favorite and then just come back after that. Um, you know, you heard Sark talking this week, how there's going to be like 40 new players on the roster next year. That just tells me that he, he's just going to completely clean house and like guys are going to transfer and the whole bit. Um, they've lost like five in a row now, ever since Caleb Williams came in in uh, the Oklahoma game, like there's, he's like took their soul. He, They've just been horrible since then, and I think they've kind of packed it in for the year, to be honest with you. And again, West Virginia, four and six, another team needs to win out for bowl eligibility. They play Kansas next week, so you got to figure they can get that win. So this is going to be a key, uh, a key game for them to get. They played pretty well at home this year. They they beat Iowa State just a couple weeks ago. Um, they did struggle against Oklahoma State uh, and then um, uh, Kansas State, but those are two of the better defenses in the conference. Texas will not provide us uh, any such resistance with their defense is just miserable. And then to add to, to that, uh, Texas's best player, Bajan Robinson is not going to play in this game. And so I just think, you know, they're a dead team walking again. It looks too obvious, but sometimes the obvious picks are the right ones. So we'll go West Virginia minus three. In addition to Memphis plus eight and a half are your picks for week 12 college football. All right, John, good luck. And thanks. But I do want to, I am surprised that Utah did not make your slate. I thought you would have that on there. That's oh, they'll make my slate, but I mean, we only do two picks here, Dave. Oh, I'll give right. you another bonus pick. It won't count for the contest, but again, another obvious one. Mm-hmm. Andy was on the on the sniff of it last week. FIU, another team, completely quit. So oh, yeah. we're, we're going to take North Texas uh, this week, laying the 10 points. But, uh, that's oh. not an official pick. It's kind of like a bonus bonus selection CUSA action let's do it <laughs> good stuff I love it thanks man um, all right so now, now we move to Andy let's get ready for your picks for week number 12 yeah so I was just getting distracted I I didn't know CBS sports shows World Series of Poker they do there's this hot Asian girl uh, wait wait let me see <laughs> World, yeah CBS sports has is showing poker and I'm just I I need Funhouse to get all the dirt on this girl. Mikio Aoki. I don't know. He's half Japanese, half Irish. Look at this. Playing for, anyway, the basketball ended, so CBS Sports is on there. <laughs> but, um, 
Who's the lady in the in the gold like jacket and the beret? I don't know. She's not <laughs> the one that I thought was attractive though. Aoki though is is a good looking girl. But anyway, I, I was just googling yeah. her. Um, need Funhouse to find out all the best. Anyway, uh, game number one. We're gonna take. We might be getting to the party too late for this team, but we're gonna take ECU giving four at Navy. Um, John's talked about ECU back in the day. Their quarterback. He's kind of like a. He's kind of a pudgy lefty, but he's good. And all ECU basically has done is like cover this year. They they were in a barn burner with Memphis last week in overtime. Uh, I think they might have lost by a point, but the line was four. Or they might have won. By, either way, it was a one-point margin. They covered. All they do is cover. Navy, I know Navy is, they play hard, but... They, they're dead to me after they didn't cover against Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. I like ECU. I've taken them a couple times this year. Hopefully they can they can continue their covering streak at least one more time. Give me ECU minus four at Navy. In game number two, we're going to stick with Middle Tennessee State. It's our little inside joke with Tullis. They're giving four to Old Dominion. We remember when John took Western Kentucky a about a month, maybe more than a month ago at this point, he pointed out that Old Dominion has a terrible defense. I'm guessing that's still the case. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, they're, uh, they hung 50 against FIU. They hung 50 against Monmouth a long time ago. And uh, I don't know if they, they're they going to hang 50 against Old Dominion. They just need to beat Old Dominion by four. Uh, they're one win away from getting bowl eligible. We want them to get bowl eligible so we can bet on Middle Tennessee State in bowl season one last time to bring that Monmouth connection full circle. Uh, give me middle, to, middle Tennessee State minus four for game number two. Two games, both uh, favorites um, by four. All right. Leaning on the group of five our panel is so far. I love the spot. This is pretty cool. Um, let me see. So the the hand that Aoki has in the <laughs> World Series of Poker telecast, Ace King off suit. Oh, and I think the hand's over. Did she win? I don't even know if she won. Eh, oh well. Let's go on a, go on to my picks. Andy, keep me posted on the World Series of Poker scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, here's what I have for Week Twelve. As I've been saying, like, I've been having a tough time even getting any kind of traction in college football. Uh, so we'll give it a try one more time. Uh, but sometimes I, I think less is more when it comes to taking the pick. So I, I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm just going to go with some basic stuff here. So game number one. I Again, I, I thought that Andy and John, either Andy or John would have this pick by now. So I'll do it, I'll do it on their behalf. I, I think we'll all have it off behind the scenes, if not for this contest. So we're going to go Utah giving three and a half against Oregon. Yes, it is tricky when they're favored in this spot. But maybe it's saying that the books have kind of also had enough of Oregon and they're not buying into them either. So Utah is playing better. I always regard them as a pretty solid defense, well-coached team. So I think we're going to have a – they will take care of business. They are home. They're in uh, They're in Salt Lake City. And that crowd can be really feisty there. It's a good home field advantage. So I'm going to take the home team here in a game that's going to be on ABC. I mean, I remember Jaden Daniels having a, a whale of a game on ABC when they had a Saturday night game and Herbie and Fowler were in the building. That was a good spot. 
So I figure that Pac-12 teams tend to respond in this spot. The only time I really saw them, a Pac-12 team not respond in that kind of spot was Arizona against UCLA some years back. That was rough. But other than that, it's really been a good spot for Pac-12 for the Pac-12 whenever they get that assignment on uh, ABC. So we'll see. Uh, Utah minus three and a half to start. Game one. Game two. This is a principal play. And the principle is never bet on Steve Adazio with a spread. Ever. So Hawaii at home getting two, I love it. I don't know how good Hawaii actually is. I don't care. Hawaii is always pesky at home. We're gonna give get, get we're gonna go Hawaii plus two in game number two to go with Utah minus three and a half for our week twelve college picks. Okay, so that now leads us into let me see. We had John, we had me, we had Andy. That leaves us with Ron. Ron, it's all yours for week twelve. Let's hear your picks. All right. Uh, pick number one, I'm taking uh, Virginia, uh, plus 14 and a half uh, on the road against Pitt. Um, you know, like I said before, uh, they, they kind of held Armstrong out last week to prepare for this game, uh, which is for control of the uh, ACC Coastal. Uh, and I know uh, Pitt is the, uh, the little girl with the curl, but, um, you know, I, I, I've watched their games this year. Their defense isn't that good. Uh, I think Virginia keeps it close. Pitt might win in, uh, in the end, but 14 and a half is, uh, is a big number for a, a Pitt team who, uh, who's been playing very iffy uh, the past couple of weeks. So I'll take Virginia plus 14 and a half. And uh, the second game, uh, John mentioned it as, as a bonus pick, but I'm taking North Texas minus 10 and a half against FIU. Uh, I mean, if you've read the stuff that came out this week from uh, FIU and, and Butch Jones basically uh, – you know, the, the story came out that he was stepping down and it was uh, an amicable, you know, um, uh, situation there. And then uh, on the same day, he does like an interview with some outlet and, you know, he basically just tore the uh, uh, the, the school to shreds and, and the athletic department to shreds saying that they use, um, you know, uh, they've, they've used helmets from other programs, like the, the helmet shells from other programs, the... The, uh, the uniforms are seven years old. Wow. Um, you know, they're not putting any money into it. They're, it's one of the worst run um, uh, schools that he's ever seen. Uh, so I, I think that whole uh, situation is just a, a, a disaster. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's blown up in their face. So I would take any team playing them uh, this week, no matter what the, the spread was. So I'll take, uh, I'll take North Texas minus 10 and a half. And uh, Virginia plus 14 and a half. Well, I, I think those are great calls, Ron. So good luck to, to your picks as well. Um, let me bring it back for a second. So Butch Davis, you know, saying stuff like that. I mean, you talk about a guy who used to coach in Miami. I, maybe there's something to that, but it sounds like sour grapes to me because it seems like he's probably just facing the, you know, the reality on the wall and uh, things are starting to really get a little sour for him. So um, I want to close with this because I, I, I believe we'll be off. I'm pretty sure we're going to take next week off. So I just want to get your guys' final thoughts and, and see what you guys were, were planning for Thanksgiving. So let me see if I can get this to work well. Come on. There we go. That's, that's close enough. <laughs> that's not too bad. But, uh, yeah, fellas, I mean, it's good to see you all again. You know, uh, what do you all have planned as far as the as far as the holiday? I'll let anyone take lead on this. Um, maybe I'll start with John. 
But I mean, obviously, the traditions will be in effect. Uh, you know, the Slayer on Thanksgiving week on Thanksgiving should be okay. I did think that that Raider game has fallen off. It looked like a better game at the beginning of the season, like Raiders Cowboys. But uh, yeah, it could be good. What, what's your thought, John? Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever the games are on Thanksgiving, we'll be watching. I mean, obviously, we wish the matchup. Well, Bears and the Lions could be pretty ugly, especially now if. Goff is not playing. You might see Tim Boyle starting at quarterback. Who oh, man. Actually went to a high school that was literally like two miles from where I live. Yeah. So that should be interesting uh, if he ends up playing. But, um, you know, Thanksgiving, is it's, you know, football on Thanksgiving. You're spending time with family. I mean, uh, there's going to be two college games that day. There's the Mountain West game in the middle of the afternoon. So we will be into it. Um, you know, in terms of, like, plans, I have nothing, like, you know, like no big travel. I mean, I was just spending time with immediate family for that day. So uh should be fun times. I'll just throw in, like when Ron was talking about the FIU game, I did read that article. It was on the Action Network. And it was, he just destroyed the program. That was crazy. But like we're heading into bowl season. Like my, if I was the sports czar of the world, I would make it so like every single team played a bowl game. So you could get like an FIU versus UConn bowl game because, <laughs> like why not like most of these games are ex- they're 99 percent of their exhibitions anyway why not get every every team an extra game that would be my my uh contribution to, or one of the things i do get every team a bowl game and then you could just see you know the people pissed off on twitter oh there's too many bowl games why is this the bowl game well you know what i would appreciate you know a uh a, a umass and um bowling green matchup on december 19th sign me up i'm, I'm in for that all right, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, we're pretty close to that any, at, at any rate, so I'm down with it. I'm, more football is good is good for me, so I'm down with that too. So, Andy, you're look ahead to the next week or so. Um, what what do you have on your mind as we we head toward the Thanksgiving break? Uh, prime rib or turkey? Ooh, are you coming down to California? Are you coming back down again? Yeah, I'll be I'll be down visiting nice. my mom down in Palm Desert. Okay, we, we go we do restaurant for the the board would hate us for it, but we yeah we go out for a restaurant for the meal, then go to like one of her friend's house for dessert or another meal, but two of us, so it's easy just to go to a restaurant um, and then get some golf in and all that other stuff. Um, so it'll be a good time. I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving next week, but to piggyback on if I was sports czar or college football czar, I've, I think we've already said it. We say it every year, but we'll say it again when it comes to bowl season, like what they usually do because of all the affiliates and the sponsors, it's like they usually, we're going to see like the non-group, we're going to see the non-power five or what the group of five teams play each other. So we'll get like nine and three Sunbelt versus nine and three um, Conference USA. And we'll get 10 and two Sunbelt versus, well, there'll be no like great Mac record because they were all bad out of conference, but you know what I mean? We're going to get 10 and two this versus nine and three that. And then on the other side, we always going to get seven and five ACC versus seven and five SEC or six and six Pac-12 versus seven and five Big 10. I just want to mix it all together. I want to see seven and five Pac 12 go up against 10 and two Conference USA. I want to see, you know, nine and three Sunbelt versus seven and five ACC because we're so sick of seeing 
seven and five poo versus seven and five poo. We got to mix. <laughs> yeah, that's what bowl season's all about. Yeah. And like last year, we saw uh, the uh, what Coastal play BYU with some, but like we don't want to see that. We want to see. Like let Coastal Carolina. I know McCall might be out for the year, but throw McCall, throw that ten and one or eleven one Coastal Carolina against Minnesota or something like that. Like why not? Because instead we're gonna see Minnesota versus like NC State or something like that. Yeah. Like we here. You're right. I I think the variety would be most appreciated by us, you know, who follow the sport all year long. But it just it's just too bad that folks at the top are so uncreative. But uh. Ron, I'll give it to you for final thoughts, and then what, what are you looking forward to as we head into Thanksgiving week? Yeah, you know, um, part of the reason why I've been, been able to, to get on here is uh, uh, we've been redoing our kitchen since uh, the beginning of September, oh, wow. um, and it just uh, became, like, workable um, this past weekend. You know, we, we had uh, our plumber come and hook everything up. So it'll be uh, – it'll be – a blessing to be able to to use the kitchen to uh to to make actual food because if uh if i'm a big barbecue guy i like to grill uh if i never grill again in my life it'll be too soon (laughs) i'm so sick of it it. and uh you know so uh yeah so i look forward to that and uh I'll, i'll piggyback off of of what john and andy said um you know, if I had my my brothers, if if I could change something about college football, just expand the fucking playoff, please. You know, get 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 away from the four teams. I don't care what you make it. Uh, you think twelve is too big? Uh, you know, put it at eight. I mean, put it at six. Do something else. Uh, just to keep us interested. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't care what it is. Um, it, expand the playoff. I mean, it just makes too much sense and. If the Rose Bowl's the the you know the one group holding it up, we'll just have the fucking Rose Bowl then you know and take them out of the equation, or, or have two games at the Rose Bowl. You know they could keep their traditional matchup, uh, whoever it is, and uh, you know they could be in the mix uh, for a second game. Um, you know with the semifinal or final, whatever, however they figure it out. But I mean, get it done because uh, you know Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Yeah, uh, if Notre Dame gets in this year, I mean, it's gonna eventually. It's gonna drive away the the casual fans. I know it doesn't seem that way because the ratings are have been so good, but mm. um, getting you know, close. It, it's just it's such a simple solution. Yeah. You know, just expand it and uh, you know take out one of those fucking non conference games. You know, the whole SEC is playing uh, New Mexico State. It seems like in November. <laughs> uh, you know, so just take that game out and. Uh, and, and take it from there. You know that 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 that's my my one wish for for college football. Yeah, I mean it was it seemed like it was better with two teams back in the day with BCS. Now I mean in retrospect, because it's like it's just so little drama. Like it's like the same three or four teams every year. Like it feels like Ohio State, Alabama, and who's the other? Thing? Like it used to be Clemson, and it was like the three of them were in there automatically. It was just a matter of who gets that fourth one. So I, I'm I'm all for that, Ron. They do need to expand the playoff. You know, I I, I think I've had enough. Um, all right, I guess that's it, everybody. So 
Thank you so much, everyone. Like, I really appreciate your continued contributions to the segment, to this, to the show and the series. And uh, I'm hoping you all have great picks this weekend. And next weekend, as we do the picks on the, you know, on the website, um, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. I, I really uh, hope and uh, all the best, and, and hope everything goes well for you the next couple weeks. All right. Nice yeah. Have Thanksgiving, now. guys. Good luck, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Good luck. Good everyone. luck, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, hey, congrats on the new job, Andy. What I do? Congrats on the new job. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, really? I didn't hear about this. Andy, way to go, man. Oh, gosh, what a relief. Start next Monday. Okay. Old place. We got B.F. Chang's takeout today. Beauty. (laughs) Oh, man, you earned that. I know how much of a struggle that was for you, so I'm happy for you. It's real not to get too deep, but as you get older, yeah, man, burn Woo! I mean, we're all, we spend eight hours a day at this place. You yeah. Gotta... For sure. <laughs> Kudos to you, my friend. That's awesome. So, all right. Um, so in that case, good night, everybody. And thank you. And uh, you guys. see you around. All Take right, care. peace. Bye, everybody. Good luck. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, super great. That's great, Andy. That's awesome. So um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. It was a fairly long show tonight, but I, I, I think it was worth it. So good luck, everyone. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. We'll be back on this program in about two weeks. So until then, be safe, everyone. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving week next week. Enjoy all the games, and good luck to all your picks as well. My name is Dave Medina. I hope you've enjoyed this program as well. If you're looking for all of our past episodes, particularly from football, we have those for you at DidCow.com. You can also follow us on on Twitter at DidCow. Our website is is DidCow.com or... Uh, look for Dave in the City Out West if you haven't subscribed to this program already. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all the podcast players. We look forward to catching you on the podcast if you are watching us here on YouTube tonight. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody, once again. And we'll see you next time. Next time.